Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Go with me to Acts chapter 3, verse 6. We're going to do some review and then go in some new territory tonight as we go with part three of faith in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3. Verse 6, New Living Translation says it this way, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Now, one of the things we've shared already in this series, this word name means the authority and the character thereof. This word name means the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence, and etc. It's everything that that name covers. Once again, it means the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of his authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence, and etc. It is everything that that name covers. Now, when we talk about in the name of, or when we say in the name of, it is similar to saying by the power of. When someone will go in the name of someone else, they were an authorized representative. They're authorized to carry out tasks on behalf of someone who sent them. In this context, to say in the name of is also to say in his stead or on his behalf. Once again, Acts chapter 3 verse 6. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Notice what Peter said. He said, I'll give you what I have. Even by implication, I'll give you what I have for you. Remember, the word have is simple. It means to have. It means to hold. It means to possess. I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to give you what I'm holding on to. I'm giving what I'm possessing. That's for you. What did he have? The name. What did he possess? The name. And what did he have the right to access? Everything that that name covered. The right to access what was included in the name. Peter knew that he had the right to use the name and administer healing in that name. Let's skip down to Acts chapter 3, verse 12 and 16, New Living Translation. Once again, reviewing. If you miss any parts of this mini series so far, you can go on our Faith Plus app and look at it, or you can look at it on our YouTube channel. Once again, this is part three. It says, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this and why stare at us as though we made this man walk by our own power or godliness through faith in the name of Jesus. This man was healed and you know how he was crippled, how he was crippled before faith in Jesus name has healed him before your very eyes. The man was healed through faith in the name of Jesus. Now, when we talk about that first, where did that faith come from? And who did have that? Who had that faith? Who had faith in the name of Jesus? And where did that faith come from? And a couple of weeks ago, when we read through Acts 3 and 4, we saw no evidence that the man who was healed had any faith in the name of Jesus. So who had faith in the name of Jesus? Peter and John. And where did that faith come from? The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So Peter and John must have heard something 
from Jesus about having faith in his name and the right to use that name. And as we go through the series, we'll look at what Jesus shared with him so that you can develop your faith in the name of Jesus, just like Peter and John did. So it's not just a general faith, but it gets very specific to let you, you can use your faith in the name the same way that mechanics can use their abilities and take tools and fix problems. So let's go to Acts chapter 4 verse 10, a little bit more review. Acts chapter 10, excuse me, Acts chapter 4 verse 10 through 12, New King James this time, and they're addressing the leaders of Israel. It says, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is salvation in Jesus, so there's salvation in the name. Once again, remember, we said the name means the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies, all that it covers. It's of its authority, its character, its rank, its majesty, its power, and its excellence. This word salvation, when we think about this word salvation, yes, it means saved from our sins. Yes, it's saved from wrath. Yes, it's saved from hell, but also includes deliverance, preservation, safety, rescue, and health. When we talk about salvation, yes, we're talking about being saved from our sins. We're talking about being saved from wrath. We're talking about being saved from hell. It also includes deliverance, preservation, safety, rescue, and health. So there's salvation in the name. There's deliverance in the name. There's preservation in the name. There's safety in the name. There's rescue in the name. And there's health in the name. There's salvation in the name. There's deliverance in the name. There's health in the name. There's preservation in the name. There's safety in the name. And there's rescue in the name. One more time, go with me to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. As we begin to finish up our review, we'll get us some new things. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. I'm going to read it from the New King James. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. As we said last week, that word safe means set on high. That word safe means set on high. The Amplified Classic Edition says it this way. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and in right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high above evil and strong. And so as we shared before, there is protection, safety, and deliverance in the name. This is a lifestyle that's available to you, the righteous. And as we looked at this, how the people who run into the name of the Lord, it, remember it's a strong tower that's set on high. How high are they set? Think about that. How high is that tower? Yes, it's far above the evil and the trouble. That's why they ran into the tower. But how high are they safe? Because how high they are safe is connected to how high that name is. Have you ever let it go into your imagination, your reasoning, and your logic, and your thinking, and your decision-making to consider how high is the name of Jesus? So that's what we're going to dig into tonight. How high is that name? Go with me to Philippians chapter 2. In this series, we're developing your faith in the name of Jesus. We're, we're going over things I'm sure you've heard a thousand times before. We're going to go over again. You're going to see some new things, and you're going to develop your faith so that you can use your faith not in a general way, but so specific, just like a mechanic wouldn't just reach into a tool cabinet and pull out a random tool and hit something with it. 
But when they pull out a tool, they know what they're using it for. It's the same way as you use your faith in the name of Jesus. It's going to be specific. So go with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, did not consider a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to read one of those verses to you in Amplified Classic Edition. It says, therefore, because he stoops so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So let's sink that in. So how did Jesus stoop low? He left glory. He laid aside his godly privilege and everything that belonged to him. He came down to earth. He was born. He took upon flesh. He grew up in this life. He lived like we lived. He came. That's why we have a faithful high priest who gets it. That's what Hebrews teaches us, that our high priest, Jesus, he gets it. He lived the perfect life. He lived completely obedient to the command of the Father. He completely kept all of the law. He lived righteous. And then he became even more obedient. He died, but not just any death. Remember, the cross was a humiliating death. It was the most humiliating death possible, most humiliating death created. Remember, even the law says the cursed is all those who hang on the tree. So it was a curse. It was a form of death that was reserved for the lowest criminal. Actually, as a Roman citizen back then, if you're a Roman citizen, you were not allowed to be crucified. If you're a Roman citizen, that was a death that was beneath you. So Jesus took upon a death of a common criminal, a humiliating death. He lowered himself to allowing himself to be crucified and to be mocked and to be scourged. We'll talk about even more in detail as we approach Holy Week. That's what happened to him. And even up after that, the scripture teaches us that he descended into hell. He took all of our sin. He took that curse. He took the sickness and disease and steeped even lower after that humiliating death and went to hell. But we know that that's not the end of the story. On the third day, God raised him from the dead. And we know he was ascended on high. But when you understand how far he went low, you understand how high God exalted him. That's why the scripture says, therefore, as a result of how slow he stooped, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now, he went low to be exalted so high and God granted him gave him this name remember that word name also means authority he became obedient to death the death of the cross he died and God raised him from the dead highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name that at that name that name the father gave him that every knee should bow of those in heaven of those on earth and of those under earth what is about this name that God gave Jesus, this authority that God gave Jesus, that three worlds recognize it? 
the world of heaven, the world of the earth, and the world of under the earth. The name that was given to Jesus is so high that all three worlds recognize it and all three worlds have to bow to it. All three worlds have to submit to its authority. Now go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's dive in some more. We're going through this thinking, renewing our thinking, expanding our thinking and our imagination and our decision making concerning how high is the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. Remember this part of a prayer. I encourage you to pray every single day for you, for your family, for me, for your church family. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 says which he the father wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on his own right hand in heavenly places which this is what we're talking about far above not just a little bit above far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name every authority that is named or every authority that is authorized not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So it's not just an authority of this age. It's an authority of every age. It's authority that all the worlds recognize. And it's an authority that every age from this one and beyond will have to recognize and have to bow to. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And we'll jump into it because we're part of the body. God put everything under our feet. But one of the reasons it's under our feet is because we're part of the body and we're part of those who have been authorized to use the wonderful name of Jesus. The name that is higher, far above every name. That at that name, all three worlds and every age must bow down. Let's go with me to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. We're renewing our mind and stretching our mind and our thinking because how high that name is. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. Talking about Jesus, who is gone into heaven, is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. They all have to bow. You know, Hebrews chapter 1 talks about how Jesus is so much better than the angels. But then also says his name is far better, far superior than their names. Yes, they have names. Yes, they have authority. Yes, angels are wonderful, beautiful creatures. But one of the things highlighted in Hebrews chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 2 is how Jesus is far above angels. And his authority, his name is far above the name and the authority of angels. The name the Father gave Jesus is far above everything. And the righteous run into it and they are safe and lifted far above all the problems in this world, all the situations of this world, all the drama, the trauma, the lack, the evil, the curse, the harm that is in that world. As high as the name is, that's how high your protection is. That's how high your wall is, as high as your refuge is. It's based off of your faith. In that name. Let's go with me to Psalm 91 one more time. We looked at it last week. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. When we get to the end of the psalm, notice what it says. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Why will he set him on high? Because he's known my name. He knows the name. 
Do you know the name? He will set you on high because he knows the name. Another translation says he'll set you on high because you trust in the name or you have faith in the name. When you develop your faith in the name of Jesus, you'll be set on high. That everything else that's trying to attack you and bring you low goes under your feet because you've developed your faith in the name of Jesus. And you'll do the things we're going to teach you in this mini series as you renew your mind and develop your faith in the name of Jesus. Go with me to John 17. And let's see what Jesus talked about this name, about this authority. John 17, and as we'll get into it in Holy Week, this is one of the last prayers Jesus prayed for his disciples. And we find out as we study John 17, he prayed for his disciples who walk with him on the earth, and he prayed it for you too. John 17, verse 1, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh. We'll get into that later. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself and with the glory I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you've given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given them the words which you have given me, and have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. I'm going to read verse 11 and 12 to you from the New American Standard. He says, I am no longer going to be in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me, and I guarded them. And not one of them perished except the son of destruction, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Notice what Jesus said here. Those three plus years, he's with the disciples, his apostles, his followers, his friends, as he called them. How did he protect them? How did he guard them? How did he keep them safe? Through the name. Notice it's through the name that you gave me, through the authority you've given me. And we'll dive into it, the authority that Jesus walked in on the earth and the authority that he delegated and the authority that's available to us today and the different levels of authority. We'll get into it in the series, but we have to have the understanding of faith in the name of Jesus. We'll talk about delegate authority even more in our No Longer Mere Mortal series, but we have to have this as a foundation. Notice what Jesus said, he kept them through the name. And he prayed, he says, because I'm going to you, I'm coming back to you. Keep those who follow me, not just these 12, but all those who follow me. Keep them through the name. And guess what? This is the prayer of Jesus. And the father answered that prayer. How did he answer that prayer? 
he authorized us to use that name. He gave us the right, the ability, the privilege to use that name. That same name Jesus used to keep his followers through. That same name can keep us as we develop our faith in the name of Jesus and do the things we're teaching in this series. God answered the prayer of Jesus. That's why you have the right to use the name today. That's why you have the authority and the privilege to use the name today. Don't take it lightly. Always give honor and glory to the name of Jesus and everything that name gives you access to. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are good. Your mercy endures forever. We thank you for the right and the privilege to use the name. As we go through the series, open our eyes even more. Talk to us throughout the week and during these messages so we can develop our faith in the name of Jesus, so we can reach the end which you called us to reach and live the life you called us to live. Father, help us not just to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. So we blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. We'd love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well us on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast, and then we have our daily devotional podcast, which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.